That's right. That's right. You're hearing it correctly. You are back at the Unified CXM Experience. The dulcet tones of Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay, well, as always, I am your host, Grad Khan, CXO or Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. Really proud to be here. It's a New York Stock Exchange listed company, ticker symbol CXM. And I couldn't be more pleased than to have today's show to talk about one of my favorite brands, which is Apple. Now, everyone talks about Apple. I'm going to talk about it in a slightly different way. And caveat, as many of you know, I spent a dozen years at Microsoft, and I'm also a huge fan of Microsoft. And I am actually on a Surface laptop right now. It's a beautiful machine, gorgeous piece of machinery. I'm just in love with my Surface devices. But I also have an iPhone, and I have a pair of AirPods, and I have AirPods Max, and I have Apple TVs, and many other various Apple devices in my life. So I'm a Apple, Microsoft household and uh, see the advantages of both of them. Now, my background with the Apple brand actually goes back quite a few years. My very first personal computer at home, uh, I'd left or I was about to leave Procter & Gamble to go out on my own and become a web entrepreneur. And so I bought my first machine, which was an LC-475. And that the big discussion and the big argument was whether I got the 80 megabyte hard drive or the 160 megabyte hard drive. Sorry, it might have been the 90 megabyte hard drive and the 180 megabyte hard drive. I think it might have been that. Anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> and so uh, big argument, big discussion. Uh, there's several thousand dollars at stake. It was a big financial decision. And I thought, man, will I ever really need 180 megabytes of storage? It seems like so much. But I went for it. I went for it. And well, I was pretty glad I did because I used it up pretty quickly. Brought that machine home, hooked it up to a Hayes 14.4 modem, and I was in business. And actually, even to this day, that, that modem is always on my desk. I've long lost the power cord for it, so it's, it's a dead modem, but it serves as my coffee cup holder. And it's a good reminder of uh, the beginnings of my tech career, uh, sitting alone in the basement with a... Mac and a, and a modem and sort of wading my way through the universe. There was, it was a very productive time in my life and I, I did a lot of really cool things, but then I accidentally discovered a game called Castle Wolfenstein, uh, or as they would say, Young Frankenstein, Wolfenstein. And um, uh, February 1995, that's just a lost month. That that month just gone. Uh, that, I, I killed a lot of Nazis uh, that month, but uh, that's all I did. Uh, I, was, I finally uninstalled Castle Wolfenstein from my machine and moved on and continued to build my life. Thank God. Uh, anyway, so um, it was a great time in my life, and I was very much into Apple. And then I, at that point, I was find, founding an agency. It grew and, and grew and grew and grew and eventually turned into Open Cola and many other tech adventures. But um, the agency got to be pretty large and I was eventually buying a lot of Macs. Uh, then Steve Jobs returned and there was a moment in time where I was on, I, you know, it was all called OS 9, if you remember, and 9 point whatever we were on. And it was um, a bit of a garbagey OS. Uh, it was the only thing you could use because in Toronto, all the agencies 
used Macs. And if you didn't, and the printing houses, like if you weren't on a Mac, you couldn't really be in the business. And so I was investing in Macs, but at the same time, you know, everyone's talking about how Apple was about to go out of business. So it was quite an act of faith. You know, I, mean, I was buying machines and buying the peripherals and SCSI drives and jazz drives and zip drives and all the other kinds of things that went with it and continuing to invest in all these, you know, high end Apple machines in my agency. Meanwhile, you know, every day in the business news, it was, you know, how much time does Apple have left and are they going to go under? Steve Jobs returns to Apple. He, um, this is not everyone remembers this, but he got a hundred million dollar loan from Microsoft. Microsoft saved Apple, actually for a brief while owned 10% of Apple stock and then um, got Steve back on his feet and then off he went. And the first three iMacs, they were aquamarine, first three iMacs shipped to Canada went to my agency, Conad. And uh, we used and loved those for many years. I just got rid of the last one recently. So, you know, just my point here is spent a millions of millions of dollars on Apple gear and, you know, stood in line for the first iPhones and all the iPhones subsequently and iPads and you name it and equipped an entire family with all these devices as well. And now, uh, and now uh, a fiance with hers as well. So I've spent a lot of money on Apple stuff. I'm going to go to the store today. I have to, I have to pick up a watch charger. So I'm going to go to the Apple store at the top of Fifth Avenue, it's at Fifth Avenue at 60th, in front of what used to be the General Motors building. I'm going to walk in that store and then be like, why are you here? I have no idea who I am. No idea. I'm not wearing an Apple Watch and my phone will probably be not visible they don't even know if I own any Apple stuff. They have no sense of standing in line in the rain in Seattle for this stuff and the years of devotion and the risks and the, you know, spending money when it looked like it was all going under. They have, they have no sense of any of that. It's like almost, it's kind of a little bit sad, actually. It actually, you know, it's funny. I, I wanted to do this episode today because I wanted to talk about this. But even just saying this as I'm talking about it, I'm actually feeling actual sadness right now. <laughs> it's like it's just it's unrequited love. And then next to me or behind me or in front of me will be some other customer who may have never purchased a single Apple product and they'll get treated and they'll treat us nicely. I'm not saying they're bad people at the Apple store. They'll be very pleasant, but we'll be treated exactly the same. I think there's a problem there. I mean, I think there's a big problem there. And it's a problem that's true across almost all retail brands. But it's quite acute in some of these tech categories where you're not just a buyer. You're also a fan and you're a fanatic in some ways. And you're also an influencer and you're also an advocate. Uh, you're telling people and showing people how to use them. Um, the, the buyer community in tech is a very highly involved buyer community. So in a ridiculous world, they would know who I was when I walked in the store. So this is one of our imagination shows. I think I'll sing the imagination song from Epcot that uh, uh, Figment sings. 
Imagination, imagination. I don't have the whole song in front of me, but you get the idea. Uh, I want you to look it up while, while I'm doing this, see if I can find that. It is a great song, and um, I maybe I'm feeling kind of feeling like I want to sing it. Imagination song lyrics. Here we go. Okay. Um, oh, well, this is a long song. Oh, okay. No, I won't do all of it. This is actually by the Sherman Brothers. I didn't realize that. So it's called Journey into Imagination, One Little Spark by the Sherman Brothers. Um, I got a chance to see Richard Sherman in concert at one of the Disney expos, the Disney D23 expos. It was pretty amazing. Uh, so imagination, imagination, a dream can be a dream come true with just that spark. From me and you, one little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new, one little spark lights up for you. Imagination, imagination, a dream can be a dream come true with just that spark from me and you, one little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation right at the start of everything that's new one little spark lights up for you imagination imagination a dream can be a dream come true with just that spark from me and you Oh, I enjoyed that. I didn't think I was going to sing the whole thing, but I just got into it. That was really fun. Anyway, thanks, uh, Sherman Brothers. So uh, so here's my imagination for today. So wouldn't it be cool if I walked up to the head of the line at the Apple store and they said, do you have your Apple card? And I said, yes, I do. And I take my Apple card out and I scan it and they can instantly see how much I have purchased from Apple over the years. And they say, ah, you're a VIP plus customer, Mr. Khan, come here to our VIP plus customer line. Thank you very much. What are we here for? I'm here for a wireless phone charger. Great. Here's our wireless phone charger. VIP special. This is only available to our VIP plus members and it comes in two colors, red and, you know, hot pink. And, uh, and you plus when you buy this charger, you also get $50 off the next version of the watch, which we'll be announcing in a couple of months. Wow. That sounds fantastic. Is there anything else you like, Mr. Khan? Well, you know, ha ha ha. I love a free Apple TV. Well, actually, you know, we are offering a special on Apple TVs right now. They're $100 off. We're also offering $50 off the AirPods Max. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch Apple TV, the new one, with AirPods Max at the same time, but it's a mind-blowing experience. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if I want to buy that right now, but let me take a look at it. Well, let me show you what, so you see where I'm going with this? This would be so easy for Apple to execute. It'd be ridiculously easy. Why doesn't Apple have a loyalty program? Why doesn't every retailer have a loyalty program? And why don't I, why can't I present that card and be tiered like I am at hotels and like I am at airlines? And why can't I get a special line and special products and special gear based on that? Why not? That is customer experience. 
That's something where I become an Apple loyalist. I'll never stop coming back because I'm treated differently. And I want to bring my friends for them to see how that treatment looks and how that feels and how amazing that is. So that is my imagination for today. That's my desired customer experience. I feel like I want to sing again, but I think, I think I'm going to not do that. I'm, yep, I'm getting waved off by Randy on that one. Okay, so I'm getting a no on the singing. Okay, good, check. All right, I'm done for today. And for the Unified CXM Experience, I am GradCon CXO at Sprinkler, and I will see you next time. Next time.